All right, let's start with our winner for the year. We have Sophia Loren winning for two women. This is, as of today, her first of two nominations. And going into this, she's a bit of a force. Uh, she wins uh, the BAFTA for Foreign Actress. She also wins at Cannes and with the New York Film Critics. In Two Women, Sophia Loren plays a widow who travels the war-torn Italian countryside with her daughter, seeking safety during uh, World War II. So how do you feel about Sophia Loren in Two Women? So I had not seen Two Women. Like, I had not seen Marriage Italian Style when we had talked about that one before, you know, that year getting picked. And so, like, I, I kind of knew the basis of Two Women, but I really wasn't sure about, like, the meat and potatoes of the plot. And as a film, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And it really does highlight the talents of Sophia Loren. She is really good here. Um, here's a character where when we kind of meet her, and I'm using the term for that time where you think maybe she's a Jezebel, like what's her, what's her motive, what's mm -hmm. going on. And you really kind of just see that she is just a woman here to survive and she will do what she has to do. And, you know, her character really does go on a whole journey from, um, wanting to get to the countryside to, uh, to, to being horribly assaulted, to um, protecting her daughter and then kind of telling her daughter, like, get your shit together and really just doing everything that, I, you know, her character needs to do. And Loren is great here. I think this is a really good performance. And I kind of love that it's, I mean, granted, I would have given, oh, what was her name? Melina Mukak or... Uh, oh, from uh, Never on Sunday. Yeah. As of the years that we've done, she would have been my first foreign language performance to win. But I kind of love that Sophia Loren was the first one. I mean, with this, I mean, Italian pride here. And she could very well pop into the Oscar race this year, which would be 59 years since her first one. Um, you know, I've been a little vocal on that one uh, with the the uh, Twitter page, but I just had this weird feeling since seeing it that she would always come down to that Oscar and be that surprise nominee. So I'd be interested to see if it happens. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool on a personal level. Um, but yeah, what she's doing here is just, it's really damn good. And I like it. Yeah, I think she's fabulous in Two Women. Um, it's, there is a a very modern feel to her performance in this. Now, of course, this is not a Hollywood picture. This is, you know, a European film from the 60s. So they weren't quite as buttoned up and poised or um, censored, if you will. But there's... Um, I was re-watching this movie. I hadn't seen it maybe since college. And um, I was struck by how contemporary her performance feels. Um, as contemporary as a performance from the 60s can be anyway. And um, there's, a, I don't know, a, um, a sincerity to her performance. Like she is, like she has won with the character in a way. And uh, I was also kind of struck by how, I don't know if well is the right word, but how well this movie still plays with uh, the gender politics of it all. 
and the sort of casual misogyny and sexism that she and her daughter experience um, in the beginning and throughout that sort of crescendos at that climax, which I think is the most um, recognizable scene from the movie. I feel like when people talk about what Two Women is about, they talk about the ending. Like, I knew what the ending was before I even watched the movie, because I think the summary that I read just said what the climax was without saying it was the climax. So I watched this whole hour and a half movie and got to the ending. I was like, oh, what I thought was the premise was actually the end. That's interesting. Because um, I guess, again, for the time, this is a bit of a controversial um, depiction on screen. Um, mm-hmm. And again, since they're in Europe, they're able to do a little bit more with it, uh, explore the rawness of it in a way that a Hollywood film from this time would never do. Um, but yeah, I think she's quite good here. I would also be really pleased if she shows up here um, as an Oscar nominee soon. Um, I think that would just be really cool uh, if she did. But yeah, I think Lorena is doing quite good. And I think um, I think it makes perfect sense why she ends up being the first um, foreign language uh, winner in this category yeah for sure and i mean what a narrative if she does get in you do do you remember when we recorded 1977 it was a week or it was the weekend before the uh, the 2018 oscars and it was like that when we had recorded i i kept saying like i don't think close is as locked as people think like i honestly think olivia coleman's gonna get it and then olivia coleman got it Mm-hmm. in that same gut feeling with Sophia Loren, like, I think it's going to happen. So I would be pretty welcoming of that just because of how cool that fucking nomination would be. Yeah, I would definitely welcome it. I mean, I know words like iconic and legendary get thrown around pretty casually, but I mm-hmm. feel like if there is a Hollywood, or not Hollywood, a, a cinema legend, um, it's Sophia Loren. And hey, even if she doesn't get in, you know who rewarded her best actress this year? The Academy? The AARP Film Awards. Oh, I thought you meant the year of 1961. Yes. No, I mean this year. Yes. 2020. So AARP Movies for Grown Ups Awards is the only awards awards show that matters. Very much so. I saw that and I thought of you. I was like, oh, Brandon would be happy. <laughs> yes. I, I look forward to to joining their their jury someday. <laughs> nice. I could totally see it. So next we have Audrey Hepburn nominated for Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, this is her fourth of five nominations. Going into this, she does not win anything, but she is nominated with the Globes in Comedy Musical. And she also gets a Grammy nomination for this film for Album of the Year. I thought that was kind of neat. In Breakfast at Tiffany's, Audrey Hepburn plays Holly Go Lightly, a New York sociolite with a shadowy past. So how do you feel about Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's? So I'm kind of happy that you really went with Audrey Hepburn right after Sophia Loren, because when you remember when we started this discussion and we were like, there are films that people are like, these are iconic. And then there are films that people like don't remember. The weird thing about this lineup is that I would say out of, I honestly actually would say out of all 10 ladies here nominated, even more than West Side Story, that 
Breakfast at Tiffany's is pop culture zeitgeist at its finest. It is probably the most popular of all the films nominated here for the ladies. Audrey Hepburn is with it. I mean, that, you know, her likeness in this character is used all the time. So when people say, oh, hot Audrey Hepburn didn't win, and they're like, wait, what? Because it's so iconic. But then you tell them Sophia Loren did. It's interesting because even if most people, and most people haven't seen two women, Sophia Loren is that iconic that they're like, oh, okay. And I find that fascinating because here you have two iconic legends for two very different reasons. One, an iconic movie that people, most people, nine out of 10 have seen, and then maybe nine out of 10 people haven't seen with the other, but yet people are still fine with it. It's so interesting to me. Now about the film, I love it. I think it's great. Obviously for reasons, there are reasons to not love it. And I'm not gonna get into those because I'm talking about Audrey here. I think this is iconic for a reason and it really only works with Hepburn. I can't imagine anyone, I'm trying to think of anyone at this time period that this film came out that could have pulled off this role. And it's just great. It also is like one of those things that I've talked about before. I'm like, how much is your New York apartment at that time? Um, because there's a lot of room in this apartment. And, you know, I mean, look at Big Little Lies season one. There was a whole episode where it was like an Audrey Hepburn party. And it was a lot of these Breakfast at Tiffany looks. And I mean, the performance is fun. It's heartbreaking. You feel good after watching it. You 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 also get that emotional gambit of a roller coaster with this character. You love her, you hate her, you cry with her, you laugh with her. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And Audrey sells every second of it. And I love this. I love this movie and I love this nomination. And it is iconic for a reason. And goddamn, is it good? So kudos to you, Miss Hepburn. Rest in peace. Yeah, Sophia Loren may have won the Oscar, but I think Audrey Hepburn won pop culture recognition uh, when it came to this lineup here. Because, um, I mean, her image is in, like, every hair salon ever. Um, it's just one of those looks. I feel like I've never gone into, like, a hair salon without some Audrey Hepburn imagery in it. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's just not a movie that was that ever clicked for me. It's just simply not my cup of tea. But I understand why people like it. Um, it sort of has this uh, very New York wit to it. Um, you know, it has Truman Capote just dripping from every line. And Audrey Hepburn makes the most of it. Um, Holly Golightly is, you know, to use that word again, she is an iconic film character. And um, a lot of that has to do with Audrey Hepburn's portrayal of her. And I can definitely see why this is probably the one that everyone thinks of when they think of Audrey Hepburn. Um, there is a sadness to this character that really resonated with me more so on this last go around. I think I've seen this movie three times. The first time I didn't like it at all. The second time I was just giving it another chance and I still didn't really care for it. And then this third time was for this, um, this episode. And, um, I picked up on, um, her sadness, the melancholy that's at sort of at the core of this character more so this time around, um, all that stuff that she's running from and the way she has been building walls and, um, wearing masks by developing, um, 
this uh, New York persona um, and uh, the moments where that is uh, chipped away at um, are really fascinating to watch. Um, also, for some reason, when the cat disappears and they're like running after the cat for some reason that like got to me in a weird way this last time uh but uh it's one that i appreciate a whole lot but i can't say it's one that is one of my top uh films uh breakfast at tiffany's that is but uh but yeah no no shade to anyone who genuinely loves it you have been listening to a clip from one of our academy queens bonus episodes If you would like to hear all of this episode and the rest of our sensational bonus content, please prance on over to patreon.com slash academyqueens and join our queendom.